This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio. Preview podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans. For Palace fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Homesdale Radio Previewing a Palace Lost Podcast, Episode 7. I'm your host, Terence Ford of renofbluearmy.co.uk, along with Nick Philpott and Tim Warren. We are here to lube you up, ready for the shaft that United are going to probably give us on set. Wait, have I used that one already? Yeah, many times, I think. <laughs> In this episode, we have the preview, predictions, rumour from rumours from the Kent County Cricket Club balcony. And news about potential Palace signings, even though the window was slammed shut by that god-awful guy on Sky Sports weeks ago. Before all of that, remember to head over to hrlradio.net forward slash subscribe to ensure that you never miss another whole radio podcast. Yes, welcome guys. As I said in the top there, I have Mr. Nick Philpotts with me. Hello, Nick. Hi, buddy. How are you? I'm very good. And we have back the marathon man that is Tim Warren. How are you doing, sir? Very well, thanks, Terence. How are you? Good. Run any crazy distances recently? No, I, just a six tonight. Very, uh, very moderate tonight. Just the six. Is that miles or kilometres? Oh, miles, of course. Always in miles. <laughs> uh, Nick, um, when was the last time you moved anywhere six miles? What? Well, I had to go, go out and get the bins in earlier. I think that's about six paces. Though, so I did that earlier. <laughs> Does that count? I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> Um, I was going to start with the behind closed doors friendly against Bromley that was played on, was it Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday, wasn't it? Um, I was trying to get hold of uh, Disco Mix Kid on the BBS who um, managed to watch the game from the, from the balcony of the Kent County Cricket Club. Um, and he has photographic evidence as well. He wasn't blagging it. So um, he witnessed Palace win 2-1 and all the goals in that game came in the first half. And also revealed that the team was Spironi, Schlupp, Riedewald, Kelly, Punchen, Lakilo. Le- um, and he's got a very interesting spelling of Lakilo there. And that's why he's thrown me. Sacco, Chung Lee, Ladapo, MacArthur and Fosu Mensa. Um, so a bit of a more of a squad players there than opposed to all first teamers. Um, Nick, we was all sold the 
the dream that it was going to be a friendly that we'll play the first team 11 and smash Bromley 7-0 and get some confidence back. But it looks like um, Roy Hodgson was having a bit more of his look at his fringe players there. Well, if you look at that list of players you just read out, um, I don't suppose quite a few of those will feature this weekend. Um, people on all the message boards were making such a solemn dance about, oh God, we're in absolute meltdown crisis because we're having a, a friendly. Well, it's something that every club does all season, all year round. It's nothing unusual, just because we're in a bad run of form at the moment until this weekend, of course. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> I have been drinking, by the way. Um, no, it's, uh, it's, it's it's nothing unusual. Uh, I think that lineup is pretty much, as you say, a lot of the fringe players, if you like. Uh, we know that Fossey Mensa won't um, feature this weekend, but it's, yeah, I think it's good. Any, anything we can do to get his thoughts and processes back at, onto the pitch, great, do it. Yeah, so um, one of the players in there who may not be a fringe player going forward is Freddie Ladapo. Um, scored both goals in this game, Tim. Um, that's about as good as news as we could hope for, for a jury, considering the striker crisis. Definitely. I mean, can you imagine if we hadn't scored against Bromley? Can you imagine the meltdown then <laughs> if, we, if we lost 1-0 or something? Um, I mean, that's going to do him a lot of good, isn't it? A lot of confidence. Um, he's sure to feature in some some way at the weekend. So probably a bit of a step up from Bromley to Manchester United. But hey-ho, that's the Palace way. Yeah, and Bromley have a former Palace youth team goalkeeper and Palace fan uh, David Gregory in goal. So I'm assuming he did us a favour there and just let a couple slip under him or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, don't, I mean, it looks like Roy's got to look at the squad there in a competitive environment. Uh, he said that uh, this disco mix kid, I think his real name's Rich, said that... Um, the game was played in like a, a real true spirit game. You know, Bromley weren't holding back on tackles or anything like that. So um, it's good that they got a run out and maybe Roy can um, find some saving graces in that performance against the National League side. Um, more news this week. Patrick Van Arnholt is to go, <laughs> is to throw, throw the Netherlands away, apparently, and go and play for Curacao. Is that how you say it? I mean, I've... Ignorance here. I've never heard of this country. Anyone else? No. <laughs> I saw. I saw it in your notes, and I've never heard of it. I had to Google yeah. it. I had to Google it. I had no Where idea. Are they? Well, um, I don't. I have no idea. Um, so, well, they're managed by uh, Patrick Cliver. So, um, I was wondering if uh, maybe you know he could say, Patrick, what are you doing these days? You fancy um, a kick about? He <laughs> 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 might get on our side. Um, it's an island some distance away from, uh, there's a Ruba there on the left. So um, yeah, it's, it's just out in the middle of an ocean somewhere north of South America, it looks like. Yeah, uh, Venezuela, just sort of north of Venezuela. So apparently he qualifies through um, grandparents or something to play for them. So... Uh, we'll probably lose him to some crazy tournament at some point, <laughs> yeah. right in the smack bang in the middle of the season. And obviously other news, transfer news. <laughs> yeah, big news is, here we go. Ricky Lambert and Ricky Lambert and Carlton Cole. <laughs> so yeah. Nick, is that lazy journalism, just looking out what strikers are out there and unattached, or do you think there could be something in it? Um, I actually think, I've had a look at, look at both of them, and um, I actually think there might actually be something behind it. Uh, it probably is lazy journalism, you're right, but uh, uh, I'm really surprised. Carlton Cole, do you know he's only 33? I thought he was about, I thought he was my age. Uh, and, Ricky, <laughs> <laughs> and, Ricky Lambert, and Ricky Lambert is 35, oh, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Same age. Uh, yeah. 
And there's, there are some names out there. Even, and the one that did make me laugh a little bit this week was Marion Shamak, uh, David, yeah. da- David Engog and Claudio Pizarro from the former Chelsea player. Um, I could actually see Ricky Lambert if we really were desperate and Lapido doesn't do the job for us at the weekend or over the next couple of weeks. I could actually see them doing something with Ricky Lambert, even on a six-monthly contract, because at the end of the day, he is a proven Premier League, or he was a proven Premier League goal scorer. I know he got dropped by Cardiff at the end of the season, but he could actually, you know, as long as you got the ball to him, uh, he could probably still, at least he knows where the net is and he could finish. Yeah, I think it'd be like you if we played him up front. Though. He doesn't move very much. <laughs> Just sort of stand there. You'd have to get accurate passing into him. And I don't know if you've seen our passing recently. It's not I was so going to say, does, does our current striker just do that anyway at the moment? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> controversial. Um, Tim, are you taking either Lambert or Cole? Uh, well, the thing is, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. But, I mean, if that's the best we can get. Um, I mean... The, the problem is it's going to be fitness more than anything. Um, if they'd both had a decent pre-season and everything else, you'd have a bit of a chance. But I just can't see how they can can jump in seven games in and kind of be much benefit, really. But like Nick says, well, we haven't exactly got many options at the moment. So I think you're right, right. mate. I think you're right because it's going to take somebody like Lambert. It's going to take him five or six weeks to get up to uh, speed in, back in the Premier League, by which time uh, Ben Teke will be back anyway, wouldn't he? Five or six months, I think, might be generous having seen pictures of Ricky Lambert recently. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And um, I don't usually like to touch it. We're recording on Wednesday, the 27th of September. And of course, the 27th of September is um, FFS Murray Day. Um, Have anyone watched that back today? The 3-1 win at the Amex from um, 2011? I know I've watched it several times. What, today? Have you watched it today? Yeah, of course. Not the whole, not the whole game. The Don't highlight. Don't ever work. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I'm just going to leave that one there. So um, after this short break, we'll be back with the preview of the Man United game. There are 99 reasons to hate Brighton. Homophobia. Homophobia doesn't need to be one of them. Follow us on Twitter at Proud and Palace. Right, yeah, so up above, as we've talked quite a lot already, I've said striker crisis, I think, twice already, and we're going to start with that. Nick, is Freddie Ladapo in at the deep end? Um, do you think there is any chance that he could be the next Jamie Vardy? <laughs> no, I don't. But I think he will feature this weekend. I really do. I think he's, he's got a, a good chance. I mean, he's obviously in his own... He's got his own rich vein of form at the moment. I think he could actually have a game. Uh, but I actually think we'll probably start with uh, Bakary Saka up top. Um, what formation we play behind him, because obviously Zaha is still out, I don't know. But no, I, I don't think it'll be uh, Lapido, Lapido. I think it'll Ladapo, be Bak- Ladapo. Ladapo, I think it'll be Bakary Saka. Is this <laughs> all supposed to be rhyming or something? There's so many O's on the end of everything. Um, oh dear. O, yeah, oh dear. Oh, how many goals have scored is an O as well. <laughs> Wayne Hennessy O. Yeah. <laughs> That's just oh no, isn't it? <laughs> um, right, Tim, Ladapo. Um, do you do you throw him in? I mean, my stance on this is that he's he's a striker, he's used to playing striker, and you've got players in the past who have struggled at lower levels and then have moved up a couple of levels and 
all of a sudden found that found our feet just for whatever reason that is. And I'm not saying that's going to be the case here. And I don't want to put any sort of pressure on, on Freddie Ladapo, but he's a striker. He understands how to play the role of striker. He's a big lad, which means he could de- definitely fit into the formation and the sort of style that we're used to playing. Um, do you, do you put him in? I know it's against United. I know it's Old Trafford, but is it just a case of, you know, sink or swim for him? It's a free hit Saturday, isn't it? No one's expecting us to win. So I don't see what harm it can do, really. Um, I'm sure he'll be buzzing if he, if he gets the nod um, and gets in the side. Um, I mean, I'm just hoping it's going to be one of those sort of old romantic stories like when Clinton Morrison, you know, we've, we found these gems in the past that have, uh, you know, perhaps been a little bit unheard of initially and had a uh, little experience. But once they've given their chance, they've been proven. And, you know, you never know. But... I mean, I personally think for these next couple of games, Man United and Chelsea, we really need to start finding that team that's going to be, you know, we need that team to gel for when we get the the likes of the games where we actually got a chance of winning games um, like your Newcastles. Um, So, you know, I think the experience will probably do him good. Yeah, so I think we talked about this a bit last week, but are you of the opinion that we still don't really know what our best 11 is? Yeah, definitely. I mean, even midfield. I mean, I think, I mean, Looking at the, the team lineup for last week, it's pretty much the team lineup that most people would have predicted, I think. Um, well, I'm, I'm not sure predicted because I think a lot of people would have said Punch would be in there regardless. But, well, and more, more I mean, of the team people wanted, yeah. Yeah, I think people couldn't argue with the selection in that, you know, Ward, Ward and Punch had made way. And that was pretty much what, what everyone was asking for. Um, the other one, perhaps Hennessy. Uh, but I didn't think that was likely to happen anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we're certainly probably not much closer to knowing what our, um, our best 11 is, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's, with the with the midfield three, for example, I thought Kabay Milivojevic and Ruben Loftus-Cheek did really well at City for a large majority of the game. And then, um, <laughs> I don't want to say it drastically fell away when Pungen came on, because I feel like that might be a little bit <laughs> unfair on him. But, um, you know, we certainly conceded three goals after he did come on. Um, Nick, do you... People talk about a lot about whether Kabai's legs are gone. Do you think they have gone? Because it was another another game there where he had to come off after an hour or 55 minutes. I think he's struggling in all areas of his game at the moment. But one thing you've got to remember with him is he has got a fantastic footballing brain. Um, he, he's, he's, got, he's still got the ability to pick that pass out. Uh, if anybody can put it on Sacco's head this weekend, it will probably be Johan Kabai. Um, I think that... Midfield three, assuming Kabai is fit and he's not injured in any way, uh, will stay exactly as the starting lineup did against City last week. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I mean, for, just for the first 44 minutes, the way that they, Ruben Loftus Cheek and Yoan Kabai are really, really good at creating space in a press. And um, it's, I guess it's because they're used to playing at a little more elite level in that sense, having come from Chelsea and played for PSG and so, so on. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I'd still, still going to pine for Riedewald in there. I think he'll, he could do a job for us. But I don't know whether you sort of play all four of them this week, take out Sacco or Ladapo altogether and um, play with a sort of no striker system. What do you, what do you reckon, Tim? <laughs> We're at Barcelona, <laughs> Barcelona from a few years back. We do wear red and blue stripes. Well, to be honest, we've probably got as much chance of scoring with uh, no strikers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got to shore it up, um, definitely. And, you know, Riedervall's probably the player that, that has a chance of coming in. Um, obviously, we don't know how he did against Bromley the other night. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's an argument for having four in the middle. Um, but 
I don't know. I still think the depot, or whatever you say, I think yeah. I think still give him a chance to be honest. Okay. Um, well, obviously Timothy Fossey Mensa can't play because he is a Manchester United player. Um, Nick Reader Volker going to the back four, I suppose, in in place of him. No, I think I think that won't happen. Obviously, Ward will come back in because obviously Fossey Mensa's out. Uh, my back four would actually be Ward, Sacco, Dan, and Van Arnholt. Uh, tried and tested formula. I know uh, Ward has struggled, hasn't had his best season so far, but I think that's how the back four will line up: Ward, Sacco. Dan Van Arnholt. Yeah, I think that's probably how it will. Although I must say, Tim, I'm a bigger fan of the Sacco Tompkins partnership. How did you think Dan done last week? Do you think he should be staying in the team alongside Sacco? Oh, it's a difficult one, that because I mean, historically Dan has been a great, great player for us, and um, without trying to dig him out, he's not been of great form of late. And um, I was kind of hoping Sacco coming in might steady him a little bit. But yeah, I think Tom Tompkins is probably. Um, a safer option, although I'd, I'd kind of almost be tempted to play Tompkins at right back because he's played mm. there before, hasn't he? For um, yeah. for West Ham, has. yeah, he certainly has. So that would probably make it a, a steadier back four for me. Yeah, I mean, he's played a couple of times there for us as well, and he's been very direct mm. when he has played there. Um, obviously, I'm not sure that's what is going to be on the menu this weekend against United, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we definitely have some options back there, so um, we'll we'll see who replaces Timothy. Um, Nick, what <laughs> what do you think the reaction is going to be by fans if we get hammered? Do you think there's going to be a measured reaction in terms of you know we're we're going there and we're expecting to lose, or do you think it's just going to plummet us all further down into the lower depths of where we've ever been before? I think it'll be, as Tim Clark rightly pointed out, this is another free hit, the same as last weekend was. Uh, I was not I was actually really encouraged with it by the first 44 minutes on Saturday. I thought we uh, we played really well. It's and the hope we, that kills you. It's yeah, the hope. Uh, of course it is. Of course it is. But, uh, you know, had, had the luck gone our way, and that will change. You know, we, we hit the post, lost the cheek, hit the post. Uh, that will change. Benteke should have scored at Airfield. That will change. All of a sudden, we've got. Uh, if you look at our fixtures in the lead up to Christmas, after we get this horrible run out of the way, um, nobody's expecting us to win this weekend, and I don't think we will. But uh, we've actually got a run of winnable games. Uh, where we are at Christmas will define define us for the rest of the season. I don't think, you know, the other thing you've got to realise is all the teams around us, or that will be around us come May, have still got to play this horrible run of teams that we're playing at the moment. So we're, we're just getting ours out of the way early. So think positive. It's not negative. I think uh, it's a free hit this weekend. And if we come away from there with a point, we should be celebrating. And I don't think, I, I really, even if we get spanked again, I don't think the uh, the fan base will lose it too badly because, you know, nobody's expecting us to win. Obviously, I joked about the lowest depths of despair that we've ever been in. We've been in far worse <laughs> situations than nearly, <laughs> even as Marshall time as a Palace fan. Um, what about you, Tim? Will you be tweeting Parrish and Wayne Hennessy after the game if we get hammered, calling them all the names under the sun? No, I must admit, <laughs> to be honest, when we when we lose games, I go into hiding myself because I just I can't bear anything to do with football. I've not watched Match of the Day this season. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> you know, it, it just. It, it's it's sad. It does ruin your Saturday, to be honest. Um, and Sunday and Tuesday. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna wait for your next win, you kind of your life's ruined, really, at the moment. So. <laughs> this is a balanced man. You're right. Yeah, I'd imagine you'd get over results by just going on like a Forrest Gump esque run around the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> to be fair, I got called that tonight, which isn't the first time. But, you know, <laughs> kids shouting at you. But there, run, there you run, go. Timmy, run. Okay, <laughs> right. Um, we'll end that there. Um, uh... And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, predictions next oh that's early in the show it is get in touch with the show all of our contact details can be found at holradio.net forward slash contact right yes we don't have a opposition fan this week because united are playing at the time of recording and it proved extremely difficult to get one who was willing to come on during the um the time and pre-recording, they wanted to be out drinking before the game and blah, blah, blah. Because obviously I want to get real United fans on who go to games and understand it, not the ones that live next door to me. Um, <laughs> uh, last week's predictions, Patrick nailed it in Hull Radio. He said 5-0. Uh, me and Jack were one goal off at 4-0. Nick, you said 2-0, didn't you? You were very yeah. optimistic. Still yeah. got a point. We still got a point. I'll set for still, a point. Still got a point. Yeah, I was... I was really gutted with that Fabian Delph goal right at the end. I was like, I've finally got one right. Oh, God damn it. So um, there you go. Let's let's have a look at some listener predictions for this week then. Uh, ben Long has said 1-1. Cool, that is optimistic from him. Um, James Edmondston. Never seen that name before. Freddie Ladapo's a score hat-trick. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, 4-0, Lukaku to score all four. That's a struggle. 3-0 United, 4-0 United. Oh, goodness. 3-1 defeat from Cole Davies, saying that Riedewald is a goal machine. <laughs> I think that anyone who scores a goal would be considered that at the moment. And uh, Wayne has said, 2-1 Palace, Ricky Lambert to score all three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So, uh, Patrick, so, you know, Patrick got the 5-0 right last week. He's gone 3-1 United, so for you gamblers out there, it might be worth a couple of quid. Uh, Clouds and uh, Sam have gone 2-0, and Lucy's gone 2-1 Palace. Again, some optimism there. And the poll this week on Twitter said, your options were streaking in Manchester, a point at last, at least it was only one, or for the love of dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) 8% of you are mental and probably do streak. Uh, 17% think we'll get a draw. 13% defeat by one goal. And for the love of dot, 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 62%. So, Tim, which which bracket are you falling in there? Are you going to be streaking through Manchester? I'd love to streak through Manchester, but no, it's a D for me, for the love of it. Um, I, <laughs> I, I was gutted last week because I actually went for 5-1 defeat. So... I knew it was optimistic to get a goal, but yeah. Um, I, I think we're going to lose 4-0, which it pains me to say, but 
just on the form that United are in at the moment, um, I just can't see us kind of being there. Even if we, you know, we never know. We might hold out for 44 minutes or so, but I just think we'll probably cave in eventually. <laughs> yeah, United have been doing really well at scoring a lot of goals late recently. I think um, good fitness levels and quality off the bench is doing well for them. Nick, what about you? Are you a D as well? Uh, I'm going to go with a, a home win, of course, okay? But it is going to be 2-1. And so we will score a goal this weekend. You heard it here, folks. And it's going to be Sacco that scores it. And But the shock will be it's the Mamadou flavour, not the Bakary flavour. Mamadou Sacco, okay. Um, I can safely say that it probably won't be 2-1 this weekend, listeners. Um, I'm, 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 a, I'm the same as Tim. I've gone 4-0 again. Um, that just seems to be United's score at the moment. Although, um, one prediction I did get from Nick Houghton, he said, isn't it always 2-0 at Old Trafford? And I think that has pretty much been the case since we got promoted. I think there was, might have been 1-1-0 one, one, in there. But uh, they do love to just put us to bed and then sit back and watch us huff and puff <laughs> which might be the same case this weekend as United are playing in the Champions League tonight um, I, I know they were 1-0 when we first started which is bad news for us I guess because if they can get a comfortable lead at half time they can make changes that um, will give the players some rest right after this in place of the opposition fan we are going to have a little Crystal Palace discussion Got something you'd like to get off your chest? Tweet us now at Whole Radio. Right, yeah, so after the game against Huddersfield that we won in the League Cup, we had the the, the discussion in the pub and also had, um, I saw there's a, been a thread on the BBS about this, um, whether you would take a cup win and relegation over survival. So, Nick, you can go first on this one. Yep. We, we win the League Cup. Yep. Or, or the FA Cup. But we get relegated, or we survive. No question, no question. So, you know, yes, I know we want to win trophies. Yes, I know we want the prestige of actually winning something in our whatever it is, 110-year history and everything else. I know we've never won anything. And don't forget, I've been there for most of those seasons. Don't um, Send if data systems, mate. Okay, and I was there for that as well. <laughs> um, and it was, but to me, the prestige of staying in the Premier League and everything that, that brings to it will outshine any sort of relegation. So, no, we've got to stay in the Premier League and we're not going to improve the squad. We're not going to improve the stadium, the surroundings of the club and everything and attract that calibre of player if we get relegated. And the other thing you've got to understand, of course, is if we do get relegated, certain quality players of ours at the moment will be off. So we're going to end up with the same, a very similar, the ones that have been around for many years at Palace will still be there. And our star players, and of course Wilfred Zaha into that, will be gone. Because A, they won't be able to to keep him, but B, they won't want to be playing in the Championship. Can you see Christian Benteke sticking around for another season if we're in the Championship? Can you see Johan Kabay? And I know his contract's up in January, but can you see him sticking around if we're in the Championship? Of course not. We need to stay in the Premier League at all costs. And everything, as far as I'm concerned, points to January. Uh, If we can stay in and amongst it up until January then we, we buy well and Friedman needs to do his job and do it early. So early in January, we bring the right players in, then we push on and we stay in the Premier League without any shadow of doubt and answer that question. Stay in the Premier League over any cup win. OK, that was a very in-depth answer there. <laughs> Mr Warren, what about you? 
Yeah, I must admit, I tend to agree with Nick on this one. I think it's just so important to, well, to be in the Premier League at the moment. I, my fear would be if we do get relegated, then that could well be it in terms of there's no guarantee you're going to come straight back up again, um, as we've seen with many big clubs in the past. Um, so for me, we've got to cling in there for as long as we possibly can. Um, so as much as it'd be nice to have a day out and, and everything else, I just, like Nick says, we'll lose our players and it could just be the spiral. You know, I dread to think about the finances of the club if we were to get relegated. Um, there's just such a big gap now. Um, so for me, you know, we've got to stay in the big league. Um, do you not, talking of the big league, Nick, do you not think the lure of the Europa League would keep some of the players around? Because it's, it is what it is. It's like, it's like the uh, Cabero Cup or whatever they call it. It's a second-rate trophy that we have to go, we have to enter it, OK? But the Europa Cup over the Champions League, again, is very similar. It's the second-rate cup. Tell, I'm really interested because of your knowledge of the club. What's your thoughts on it, OK? Premier League over a cup run. Well, thankfully, it's not the same as your guys. I think you're both mad. I'll take either cup <laughs> and relegation over survival. Now, I know that's, I know really? that, yeah, look, I know, I know that's financially makes no sense. Business wise, it makes no sense. Long term, it makes no sense. I get it, right? But what, what is football about at the end of the day? You wanna, you wanna win. You wanna win, right? You want to win some games. You want to try and do as well as you can. And currently, our trophy cabinet is bare. And I don't want that trophy cabinet to be bare over finishing 13th, 14th, 12th, or maybe creep up to 10th one year in the Premier League. Because let's face it, look, we're trying to push on to the next echelon, and it's killing us. We can't get there. So what, you don't want to win any trophies and just okay. sit faith in the league? Let me retort then by giving you two words, okay, and let you respond to the two words. Coventry and Portsmouth. They will look at where they are now. Okay, that's potentially what will happen to us. And even Man City back in the day, they came down from the top division and went and lost all their players and went down and down. To use the right word a minute ago, spiral. You're going too far. You only have to look at Sunderland this season. They're in the relegation zone, aren't they? You just there you go. You just counted your own argument, haven't you? No, I haven't counted my own argument because at the end of the day, I don't. It's I don't. It's my Crystal Palace experience, right? And my Crystal Palace experience is not necessarily about being in the Premier League and playing against the best. I will go if we are in the conference every week. It makes zero difference to me. I don't go there because we're playing against Hazard. I'd, it doesn't. It doesn't matter to me. So. Go down to League One and League Two, mate. I'll get loads of new grounds in. Do you know, since I've been alive, we've been stuck in the top two, <laughs> top two divisions. <laughs> I can't go to any more than like sixty-five odd grounds in my CFA display. Now, look, I know, I know, it's not a popular opinion. I know people think I'm mad and whatever. Well, actually, but... your point of view, though, Tell, is very interesting because the the end game of it both we're both actually agreeing on the same subject because the bottom line is you will support your club whether we're playing championship football or division two football okay and my my argument for the cup uh so the premier league over the cup run is very very similar because i just want to see progression for the club and its resources and its stadium and so but like you i will still follow it wherever they play so right. the argument the arguments are actually funneling to the same answer yeah, but if we win a cup, we get to follow them in Europe. And we've never done that before either. Um, right, we'll end that there. I think that was, that was nice, that was. Um, a little bit of debate.
So in the background is Samantha this week. Billiam is um, suffering from man flu in bed. So thank you to Samantha for producing this week. I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. Um, Tim. Thank you, sir. Did you, did, you okay. run, did you run home from work for this? Is that what the six miles was? I did actually, believe it or not, I ran three miles from work to my bus, got the bus, and then ran three miles from the, uh, the other end to home. So, yeah, kind of. Not the full distance, but... That's the worst commute ever. I thought getting, <laughs> I thought getting on the Victoria line was bad. <laughs> actually, it was worse than that because I was sat in the back of the, uh, the bus with loads of college kids who... Oh. You could just tell that I, when I sat down in my running gear, they just all looked at me as if to say, what the hell is this guy doing here? <laughs> and uh, Were they yeah. playing that song out loud that goes, the team goes, scat, scat, scat. were they playing that out loud? <laughs> no, DR weren't on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're talking about commutes. I've just actually um, changed mine. I, I will be moving to Crystal Palace in a few weeks. Yay! <laughs> Moving to South London for the first time in my life, but that will be um, taking my commute from one hour, from 12 minutes as it is currently to one hour. So um, I probably need my brain tested there. So uh, maybe when I do move over there, I'll hold a competition and someone can come and have uh, chicken at Morley's with me. <laughs> the house, pro- house prices are about to plummet in Crystal Palace, are they? <laughs> something like that and um yeah so and thanks to you nick as always for joining in the fun big man i'll always be here uh, indeed <laughs> so um uh, we head to manchester again <laughs> until the next time up the palace It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.